Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And this week you are listening to episode 61. So we'll go straight into the news uh, with Vivian. What is our first story of this week? So our first news story this week is coming from NME, written by Josh Martin, and it says, Federal government still hasn't spent any of the $250 million art release package. So... The federal government has not yet dispensed any of the $250 million arts relief package announced in June, and it could be months before the sector receives it. The package consists of grants and loans that aim to stimulate the sector after coronavirus lockdowns ease nationwide and includes $75 million for a competitive grants program to provide capital for new festivals, concerts, tours, and events. It was announced after months of requests for help from the struggling arts and entertainment sector. Enemy Australia has confirmed that the money has not yet been spent and that funding guidelines have not yet been approved by Arts Minister Paul Fletcher. A spokesperson for Mr Fletcher said, quote, The Minister received the grant guidelines yesterday, which was on Thursday, and intends to assess them promptly with the expectation that they will be publicly released in coming days. In the Senate Select Committee on COVID-19, which happened also on Thursday, the first Assistant Secretary for the Arts, Stephen Arnott, said that once Mr Fletcher's office approves funding guidelines, it would be 8 to 12 weeks before money was dispensed to the sector. Shadow Arts Minister Tony Burke tweeted criticism of the delays. Quote, This is sadly typical of this government. The the delivery never matches the announcement. The reality never matches the promise. Australia's arts and entertainment sector workers deserve much better than this, he wrote. The news comes after Melbourne suffers through stage four lockdown restrictions, stifling even live stream performances. That's crazy. It's really sad that it's still like nothing's happened and that it could take another sort of few months before any money. I know, like, it seems forever since they announced that we were, like, that the arts were getting a relief package in the first place because it took them so long to even, like... Yeah. ...just decide to do that in the first place. And now it's going to be, what, 8 to 12 weeks until it's even... But that's, like, after they approve mm-hmm. the the guidelines. And how long is that going to take? Exactly. Like, I mean, we're already in August now, and it's, like, it's probably not going to be until the end of the year, which is really sad because that it's such a long time. And, yeah, it's horrible for the art sector. So hopefully... Um, it won't take that long, but yeah, we'll keep you guys updated as that sort of goes along. But that is our first news story for today. Maddie, what is our second story? All right. So our second story is coming from Pitchfork and it's an update on the MTV VMAs for 2020. So this is an article written by Matthew Ismail Ruiz and it reads MTV VMAs 2020 moved from Barclays Center. So MTV and Barclays Center have decided to no longer hold the MTV VMAs 2020 at the Brooklyn Arena, citing safety concerns, as Page Six reports. The event will now be held at various outdoor locations in New York City. In a statement to Pitchfork, spokespeople for MTV and the Barclays Center said the following, quote, The 2020 VMAs will be held on Sunday, August 30th, and pay homage to the incredible resiliency of New York with several outdoor performances around the city with limited or no audience adhering to all state and city guidelines. In close consultation with state and local health officials, it became clear at this time that outdoor performances with limited or no audience would be more feasible and safer than an indoor event. The VMAs will highlight the boroughs in an exciting show and return to Barclays Centre in 2021. 
MTV will continue to work closely with the Department of Health, state and local officials, the medical community and key stakeholders to ensure the safety of all involved, end quote. At a June press conference announcing the event would take place at Barclays Centre, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said that the event will follow all safety guidance, including limited or no audience. BTS, J Balvin and Doja Cat were set to perform at this year's ceremony. So you can um, check out the full list of MTV VMA nons in the article that's linked down there as well. But this is something that we talked about last week. Yeah. We brought up the nominations. Um, and we were both very <laughs> curious as to how it was going ahead. So now we have our answer. Yes. But even then, I'm just like, various outdoor locations. I know, they're being very, very vague. vague. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm a bit, it's almost giving me flashbacks to Woodstock 50. Like, oh my God, it is too, isn't it? <clears throat> like, oh, it's no. like, it's supposed to be at the end of this month, which really isn't far away. It's only a couple of weeks away. Yeah. And I mean... At this point, I just I just don't know how they're gonna pull it together, but hopefully it doesn't go up I in think flames. Maybe maybe they're being vague about the various locations so they don't get crowds. Uh, that's gathering. A good point. Yeah. I feel like that, but obviously if they're like building stages and how yeah, like people are gonna know where people like, are gonna know where it is. And, like, it's... I just don't understand why they wouldn't have just moved it online. I know, like, it wouldn't have been the same because of the... But you could still do performances. Like, artists could perform from home. It's just more, like, I guess the experience wouldn't really be there. But Yeah, I don't understand how they couldn't have just done, like, a band, like, performing in, like, a house that they were in. Or, like, it's going to be exactly the same. Like, it's just, like you know, might not have, like, a full TV crew or, like, It whatever, won't have the production value, but... I... I, st- I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that matters, but anyway. Despite the performances, though, like, how are the, like, the actual <laughs> awards going to be, like, done logistically? Like, are they just going to have, like, an announce like announcement saying that, you know, these are the nominees and whatever, and we don't get any of the people accepting the, the awards? Like... Well, I figured it might be, like, sort of, like... An announcement, and then maybe they cut to like a recorded video from home from the artist. Maybe like oh, saying yeah. thank you to blow it, like giving their speech. I guess it's still gonna be weird though. It's I don't, gonna be weird. Yeah, <laughs> regardless of what happens, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be different. So odd. But I guess that's our new normal now. We have to deal yep. with that. So For yeah, sure. that is um, our second news story this week. Vivian, um, wrap us up with your last one there. So our last story is coming from Music Feeds, written by Laura English, and it says Trump has effectively banned TikTok in the US and called it a national emergency. President of the United States Donald Trump has just issued an executive order which effectively bans TikTok in the US. As CNN reports, Trump's order beginning in 45 days prohibits any US transactions with the parent company of TikTok. He's claiming that TikTok's Chinese-owned parent company ByteDance is putting users' personal data at risk. The order is claiming to, quote, address the national emergency with with respect to the information and communication technology supply chain. It alleges the app's data collection threatens to allow the Chinese Communist Party access to Americans' personal and proprietary information. TikTok denies the claims. Speaking to The Verge last month, TikTok's spokesperson said, quote, we have no higher priority than promoting a safe and secure app experience for our users. We have never provided user data to the Chinese government, nor would we do so if asked. Earlier this week, Trump told White House Press that TikTok would have to stop all US operations by mid-September if it wasn't sold to a US company. Meanwhile, our Prime Minister Scott Morrison says a ban isn't necessary. Quote, 
There's nothing at this point that would suggest to us that security interests are being compromised or Australian citizens are being compromised. He did, however, urge caution using the app. People need to understand where the extension cord goes back to. People should know that the line connects right back to China and they should exercise their own judgment about whether they should participate in those things or not. Yikes. This is <laughs> ridiculous, it's, I think, to be honest. It's really ridiculous and it's been all over like Twitter and news stories this past week. What I find really funny is that people, at least uh, many people maybe don't understand that any social media app that they're using like Facebook, Instagram, whatever, does take your information. But the issue here is that because it's suddenly, because it's China. It's China. Oh my God. Big, scary China. It's like (laughs) the worst thing in the world where I'm like, your own country is also doing this to you and your information. And it's not, might not necessarily be selling that information, but it's just sort of like, if you're upset about TikTok, then you should technically be upset about all the other social media apps that you're using. Just go off the grid completely. Exactly. Don't have a phone. Like you know, Apple yeah. and everything like face ID. Like, yeah. are you kidding? <laughs> like are you, I just don't understand how people don't get that. If TikTok is doing it, then every other social media app or every device or everything in out, like, you know, we've got these like Google homes now yes. and like all of these like smart TV things. Mm. And it's just like, it's all interconnected. Exactly. <laughs> it all does the same thing. I don't get why they're throwing up such a fit about TikTok. Yeah, and it's impo- like it's impossible not to have a gi- digital footprint nowadays. Like no matter what you're using, like if you really are concerned about your privacy, then you really need to look into how you can sort of put measures in or go off the grid. Like that's just how it is and that's, that's the easiest way. <laughs> yeah, and that's just how it's going to be. It's going to like as technology and these platforms evolve, like it's just going to get harder and harder. So I'm just like, this is not a national emergency. I'm just going to keep scrolling on TikTok. So, I mean, (laughs) that's that's where I'm at. (laughs) I mean, it's providing all the entertainment these days. Yeah. So that was our last news story for this episode. So before we go into our song segments, we encourage you guys to pause the podcast, go down to the description and click either the Spotify or YouTube playlist to listen to the songs that we're about to talk about because... You guys know, like, we have very different tastes, and each week it's (laughs) honestly a wild card of what might come up, so you have to listen to the songs. But in saying that, we will start with Song of the Week. Maddie, kick us off. Alrighty, so my Song of the Week this week is called Since I Was Young by Rabel with Kesha as well. Um, So this song is really, really cool. I really love it. It's basically the premise is... um, so both both artists, Rebel and Kesha, have um, had, you know, um, struggled with, like, addiction and, um, you know, finding their, like, identity, I guess, in themselves. And this song is sort of all about coming through that and, like, conquering that. Um, there's a lot of references to, like, in the chorus, you know, um, there's one, one line where it's like, you know, I thought that 25 would be the last year of my life and they didn't think that they'd get through it and there's... Like, all of these things that they were struggling with during their life. and um, But this is such an uplifting song. And I think it really is, like, exemplified in in the music. Like, these backing vocals that sort of take hold of the chorus are just so amazing. Like, there's so many layers. And it's just, like, this really, really, like, it sort of erupts out of nowhere. Because the voices are quite toned down and sort of um, 
very reflective and you like really focus on the lyrics that are being said and like because it's a really important message and obviously it's all about that rather than sort of like you know funky things going on in the background Mm, um so when the chorus sort of hits you it's like this like big wave of sound and like all of these vocals and Kesha um she doesn't really have like her own verse or any sort of like um special moment in the song but she does have a lot um a lot to do with the backing vocals in the chorus um and you can hear that a lot because there's like so many different layers and and then there's like these big like drums like that these hitting drums that come in in the chorus and it's just really like uplifting like upbeat song and it's just yeah it's really really nice to listen to yeah i was i was really genuinely happy listening to this because i've always admired artists who are so personal and vulnerable in their in their music and i think this is such an important message and i was genuine genuinely surprised by kesha's vocals in this because she's she hits some really high notes in that oh, chorus yeah. And I was like, this is so incredible to hear from you, especially because she's been through so much in her professional career. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I just think this is such an important song to listen to. She not only hits those notes, like she belts them. Yeah. Like they are hard. Like you don't, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it when you're listening to it, but then if you like try and sing along, it's like, oh, hold on. That's yeah. like <laughs> in the clouds. Like that is insane. But yeah, yeah it's such an, it's such an uplifting song and it's so, such an important message. And I think it's a really really um they put it together so well and it just like mm, is so cohesive sure. and really amazing so yeah that is why it is my song of the week this week it is since i was young by rebel featuring kesha vivian what is your song of the week so my song of the week this week is heard him say by logic so as you guys may know so logic released his most recent album and he also said it was his final album so he said he's going into retirement really sad but at the same time it's sort of He's doing it for a good reason. He's He wants to be there for his son and be a good husband. Like, that's sort of, like, his reasoning behind it. And um, this song is coming from that album, and it's definitely my favourite on the album. You guys know Logic's probably my favourite rapper. I really enjoyed his music just because a lot of it is so introspective. It's not what you typically hear from rappers. It's all about the flow rather than just, like, you know rapping about these really sort of boring subjects (laughs) I will say but in this particular song it's such a motivating song it's sort of like going off that like uplifting theme yeah that we're just talking about it's sort of talking about how he came from such a really struggling place in his childhood and in his teenage years and he's now come to this point where he's finally happy in his life and he's achieved all these things and it's sort of like he's talking to people who may have been in the same position as him and he's you know because the chorus it's a sample from like a song from the 80s and it's like it's actually a male vocalist but it's like chipmunked up to sound oh i was gonna say because i thought it was like a random yeah. like female singer but okay <laughs> which is really which is really cool um and it's like you know i saw this kid with no smile on his face today and it's like talking about like you know you may be in this really hard place but 
I did this and I know that you can do this as well. Like if you just, you know, it, it may sound cheesy, but the way that he sort of raps in the different verses, like it's not cheesy at all. And I find it really uplifting. Like I love listening to it when I'm just like, I just need a little bit of motivation. Yeah. I like, I don't listen to this type of music a lot, but I really quite enjoyed listening to this song. Mm -hmm. And I do always like, whenever you bring up any logic songs, I really do enjoy listening to them because he's got such such an interesting, like, um, flow and the way of, you know, like, his wordplay is really good and, like, mm. especially, like, all of his music, like you said before, it is very introspective and I really love, like, the last verse and how, like, yeah. sort of touching that is. And then I think one thing that really stood out to me, like, this probably, like, isn't something that a lot of people would, cr- like, cross their minds, but I really liked just the really simple, like, piano yeah. fade out right at the end. Like, I just thought that was so cool. Like, it's just so simple and, like, there's nothing to it, really. It's just, like, some chords. Yeah. I, it's just really pretty. Yeah. I really like that part, too. Yeah. yeah. That was that was really nice. But, yeah, the production is really, like, sort of similar to, to Maddie's song. It's not really... Nothing special is going on. Like, there's a really cool acoustic guitar in the background when he raps his verses, but... That I think that's just the point is that you're supposed to focus on what he's saying and yeah I just really love this song and I love Logic so that is my song of the week this week heard him say by Logic now we will go into Under a Rock and I'll kick us off so my song for this week is Holy Mother by Starbenders so this song came up on my Discover Weekly as most of these do <laughs> and that's where we find them all <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I was just when I first listened to it, I just was so surprised by... I, it just feels like this band and this song is from another time. Like, I was yeah. saying to Maddie before, it reminds me a lot of 70s and 80s, like, glam rock bands because it's got that vibe to it. And I just... I love that so much because um, you guys may know, like, a lot of... Like, growing up, I listened to a lot of classic, a lot of glam rock. That's always been sort of my staple in music and just hearing like a modern band have their own sort of spin mm. on it is so cool and the lead vocalist so she's the lead vocalist and she's the guitarist in the band and she's so cool i love her voice <laughs> like it's so raspy but it's so strong like yeah i was just and like the way she hits those notes in the chorus like you just want to scream along with her it's awesome i love this song so much yeah i like talking about the lead vocalist like when i was listening to this song yeah i definitely got like chrissy amphlett like divinals for vibes sure. um she's definitely like they'll they'll never be the same obviously but it was yeah definitely very similar in the way that she sings and mm-hmm. her sort of you know like inflections and things like that and it is really cool to sort of hear this style come out of, like, a modern-day band. Mm. Um, obviously, it's not something that I listen to a lot, but I can definitely appreciate how they've been able to, like, replicate that sort of vibe. Yeah, for um, sure. I think it's, yeah, they've done it really, really well, and it's um, paid off, I think. For sure. And, yeah, like like I said, I'm just so keen to listen to their other stuff because I'm interested to see if they sort of go into like more sort of like sub other subgenres of rock and whether they sort of keep on this on this trail but yeah um i love this song and i'm obsessed so it's holy mother by starbenders maddie what is your under a rock so my under a rock this week is called me before you by an artist called molly koa so i had never heard of her before hence why she's my under a rock <laughs> um that was probably should have gone without saying but um i did a little bit of digging and apparently she was born in sydney 
uh, which is exciting. So, so cool. Australian girl, love it. Um, but she has had some success with some pretty like high flyers. So apparently she had like um, she helped write a song with G Easy. Which is so um, random. Which is so random. But cool. And she featured on like a JP Cooper song. And JP Cooper, I absolutely love JP Cooper. Yes. Um, which is probably why I like this song too, because it's really, really cool. So um, basically the premise of this song is like, so the me before you comes from the fact that the line in the chorus is, I miss the me before you. So obviously there's this relationship that's happened and it's obviously not ended very well. Um, and throughout it, you know, she's probably changed herself or like done something and, um, she misses who she was before she found this person and, um, in this relationship. And it's really, really nice because it's not like this, um, it's not like overly complex. It's very simple. It sort of starts out like this, um, piano, um, sort of chords and things like that. And it's like not much backing to it. And then slowly, um, in the chorus, these, like, really driving, like, drum percussion part comes in. And that sort of is, like, a theme throughout it. Because the only other sort of instrumentation that comes in is there's, like, an acoustic guitar that comes in in, like, the second verse. And it's, like, really prominent. And then the choruses um, after that. And that sort of comes out a lot. Because you don't hear a lot of, like, acoustic guitar being featured in, like, pop music and stuff. Which is really nice. So that's nice to hear this sort of, like, acoustic vibe. Um, even though it is like a really interesting song, I just really like her voice. She's got a really like rich, deep tone to yeah. her voice. It's really, really gorgeous, and I just love listening to her sing. Yeah, that was the first thing that sort of like grabbed my attention was her her voice is so it really wasn't what I expected when she first started singing. Mm. Like it's such a like a rich, deep tone, and I was like, this is really cool. And while like what I what I did really love is like the sort of like the rhythm like the the piano is really pretty like in the beginning and then like when the sort of like chorus comes in there's this really cool rhythm that sort of just drives the song mm. forward and yeah like I really I really do sort of like her vibe and yeah her voice is incredible yeah she definitely plays around a lot with rhythm and I think it sort of like makes yeah. the makes the you know title line really punchy and sort of stand out and mm-hmm. I think that's what she's trying to achieve and she's done a really good job and I, yeah, I really, really like listening to it. I've been jamming to it a lot this week. So, yeah, nice. that is my Under a Rock this week. It is Me Before You by Marley Koa. And we will go into our final segment now, which is Caught My Ear. And I'll kick us off with mine. It is called Mover Away by Hobo Johnson. Now, this song, my friends, <laughs> is quite a ride. It is. <laughs> um, so, I'll set the scene. Um, so, Hobo Johnson... Um, his the way that he sings if you could call it singing it's sort of like this really lilting like spoken word type thing it's very like he speaks in a very sing-song way um and that's sort of like carried throughout the song and like right at the beginning (laughs) it's like this really it like sort of takes you by surprise like vivian like had a bit of a shock (laughs) i really did (laughs) when i played it but it's like, yeah, there's like these, um, like, like this countdown basically, right? And then yeah. it sort of like goes into this really like, um, boppy little, um, like piano. It sort of sounds like a toy piano, like on the beat yeah, type it does. thing. Yeah. Um, and then you've got this, yeah, sort of like lilting, um, vocal line and then the chorus comes in and it's sort of, um, it stays sort of the same. And then there's this like, like four beat, like 
percussion like that just sort of like punches at you right at the beginning and then sort of like the beat kicks in in the chorus and the rest of the song sort of like explodes from there it's really really cool there's so many like funky funky spots throughout the song they're like all these different like little production production elements and it's just yeah it's really really cool i really like it i really dug this song just because i'm i really do love when artists like are so quirky in their production and then the way they like sing or you know sort of go about that like i was so sort of just taken aback by because it's a really like honest song like yeah it's really quite literally you're listening to someone telling you a story like whether it's like a friend or you know you're so like invested in this story about this person that he's singing about and I kind of I said to Maddie it reminds me quite a bit of 21 Pilots in the sense that 21 Pilots also do some like these really sort of intricate weird like samples they throw it in there and Mm. then like Tyler Joseph the singer he he also like sings in a very similar like sing song way and is like sometimes like very blase but then like he has this really gorgeous singing voice as well like very sort of similar here and i was like yeah this is so cool i straight away i was like this is definitely a it's song so I like. funky and like i think the thing is sometimes there's a tendency with like um like songs that focus heavily on like these like weird production elements and like a lot of layers there's a tendency to like overcrowd mm. everything but this song still sounds like really like sparse in the way that it's put together and like all of the different um elements that go into it but it still is like like feels like there's a lot there to mm. listen to even yeah. though it's like there's not that much yeah or it feels really like open and really airy and um yeah i just it's so, it's so cool listening it's to so it cool. and like the i just love the like punches right at yeah. the beginning of the chorus it just like sets me off I'm like, and oh, i love yeah, that line so cool. <laughs> i love that line like you make my mondays feel like fridays yeah oh, awesome. so good amazing love it so yeah that is my caught my ear this week it is mover away up by hobo johnson vivian what is your caught my ear for us this week so my caught my ear is 1993 by Oliver Tree featuring little Ricky ZR3. Now, I don't know, like there's a weird theory. On- <laughs> Conspiracy theories, guys. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. So there's a weird theory saying like from fans that little Ricky's actually Oliver Tree because he released his debut album, but he said it's his last album because he said he doesn't like the music industry, but people think that he'll still release music under that name whether that's true or not I don't know but this song the reason why I chose this one is I actually listened to his um debut album because I I heard of him a few years ago he released a song and it sort of like blew up and I was like okay yeah. he's got a really interesting voice but when you see him and the way he dresses it's just not yeah it doesn't compute in my brain I'm like how is that person doing this it just doesn't it's, make sense but I love it like he's definitely got <laughs> his own lane and I think that's really really cool but with this song in particular it's just a really vibey song so when I first heard it I was like oh this production it's so cool like it's so it just drives everything it's like a driving song like everything is pushed forward if that makes sense but it will make sense if you listen to it yeah um (laughs) and instantly what i thought is like this i as soon as i heard the song i put it in my gym playlist because it's a really like motivating sort of like um production but it's just it's so good for working out as well just like that same sort of line that goes through and it's like It first starts with, like, these, like, um, artificial horns, I would say, that comes in. 
And they sort of like come in every now and then and it's really cool. But I think another thing I, I, lo- I like about this song is he's sort of singing about like his like his rise in the music industry and like he's sort of saying like screw everyone that's doubted me like I've been doing this for such a long time even though like and it's true like he's released a lot of singles before this album and then now he's just like see you later guys (laughs) like this is it I've done it um but yeah I just I really like this song yeah I'm not too fussed (laughs) over this song to be honest yeah um I don't know. It's just a bit. It's a bit too out there. I think. You think? Me, yeah. Is, yeah. I don't know. I just. Yeah. I just can't get into it. But I've. I've always been fascinated by Oliver Tree's just thing. Just I just him don't in general. Yeah. Just his vibe. His aura. Like his. <laughs> just him in general. I've always been fascinated, and I haven't really like gone into depth like listening to his music. But it's very interesting to hear that like conspiracy thing about. Him maybe being yeah <laughs> little Ricky ZR three. It's funny because I saw this video on Twitter as well. Um, he was he released like this like super cut of like these different music review like most of them are YouTubers and they were talking about his album, and it's just like a super cut of like all of them comparing him to Twenty One Pilots, and he's oh. like in the video in like the tweet he said like oh call your lawyers 21 pilots like because at the end of the video he's like i did this first like it's all like a joke yeah kind of thing and i was like i can kind of see the comparison there like he sounds very similar to tyler joseph so but yeah i just i think it's a cool song i think it's a very vibey song so that is my caught my ear 1993 by oliver tree featuring little ricky zr3 and that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you get your podcast fix. And you can follow us on all of our social media at Caught My Ear Pod. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find all the latest updates there, so make sure to follow us. And that is where you can send us your recommendations, please. We would love to hear what you guys are listening to and also what you guys thought about the songs that we talked about this week. Love to hear your opinions on them. If you have any, we'd love to know. Sure. We love chatting about music. That's why we started this podcast in the first place. So send us your fave tunes at the moment and we'd love to um, listen to them and talk about them on here. Um, But you can join us on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye, guys. Bye.